I'm a handshake tape, I'm a spud with a plane. I'm a miracle that's greater day by day. I ain't your average quitter, I don't put up a golf. I'm doing the best I can. The Trump day, don't be Good morning. Welcome back to the Trump Taylor this beautiful Monday morning. Um, give you all a little bit of an update on my personal status. So on Friday after the passing of my mother, I went and had a coronavirus test to make sure I was not positive. On Saturday evening, I got the news back that I am positive for the COVID. And uh, so I am still isolated in my home for another 10 days. I currently do not feel any symptoms of that. And so that would be, fr- you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, three days now. And, uh, but I am staying isolated from my, I, I'm kind of stuck in the upstairs. My husband brings me my food and knocks on my door and has a TV tray outside my door to, to put my food on and, and then goes back downstairs and and it's been excellent service. I have to give kudos to my husband. Last night, I had three lamb chops cooked to perfection over a bed of incredible stuffing with wild rice and corn and some honey glazed carrots. So, you know, it's not bad for being in isolation. <laughs> so anyway, um, but, you know, my mother's funeral is in 12 days. So I'm hoping that if I'm going to get sick, I can get sick quickly and be over with it or that I just am asymptomatic and uh, and here in another seven days will be out of uh, quarantine and be able to go about my life um, again and, and be able to go to Texas to where my mother will be buried. So anyway, just an update. I will continue doing the podcast from my home. Uh, so probably next week at this time, hopefully I'll be back in the studio where we have a little bit better sound quality and hopefully Dallin Johnson, my co-host will be back. You know, 2020 is the gift that just keeps on giving. And, um, but anyway, we're going to look for some, um, I, I said on Friday, I was going to try to find some more positive stuff. And so actually Saturday, uh, watch the incredible March, the, the million mega March in, uh, in DC. And it was absolutely a beautiful event. You had people spontaneously from all over America uh, go to DC. I had some multiple friends of mine that were there. Lady MAGA USA that I've mentioned last week. Uh, Ryan is a, a drag queen that goes by the name Lady MAGA, who is an and um, just the biggest Trump supporter you'll ever meet and the supporter of freedom in our constitution. And uh, he was there in his performance of Lady Maga. Um, so in, anyway, I had several other friends that were there. Uh, the token black guy, USA, who's a friend of mine and uh, from Boston and uh, multiple others and just an incredible event. I got all their Facebook feed, live feeds going through and, just a happy, positive, fun day with people out there uh, trying to support democracy, support our president, show him that we're behind him as he goes through these legal challenges uh, on the voting um, that took place and uh, still holding out some hope that uh, those challenges will be successful. Uh, However, we have to look into it and understand that no matter how this election goes, whether Trump's elected and officially retains office of president or Joe Biden is elected, it's going to be some tough times headed for America. So I want to talk about how this day ended on Saturday because this was a, a beautiful event. Now, I love how the media said thousands of Trump supporters. Some said um I can't remember uh, the terminology that was used, but by official police count, there was over 200,000 supporters uh, that that descended upon D.C., and some estimate higher than that. But uh, the media won't show the aerial footage of how packed throughout the entire D.C. area uh, this march was. I mean, it, it was packed. There was people in different different venues set up throughout the city. Uh, with different speaking, um, different different travel tra- uh, trailers that were brought in that became platforms and uh, 
So it wasn't just one group with one set of speakers. It was multiple groups throughout D.C. that had multiple speakers at each group uh, that came together um, just to really, like I said, a beautiful day. No, no uh, vandalism, um, just a really positive energy. And I thought throughout the whole day, well, where's Antifa? And uh, I thought, man, I'm really surprised, you know, with all the advance notice that was given for this uh, million uh, mega march, uh, mega march, that uh, that there would be Antifa down there. And so I was really taken back all day long that there's no Antifa. There's no counter counter resistance. But I should have known that it was too good to be true because they were waiting to come in as people were dispersing where they could catch uh, Trump supporters in smaller groups and antagonize and terrorize uh, again in the heat of the night um, when darkness comes over, or when people are in smaller groups, they weren't going to come out when, when you had hundreds of, uh, you know, several hundred thousand of Trump supporters together in those volumes, but instead they showed up as people were dispersing. So I'm just going to go over a few of these incidences that took place. Uh, one that really, well, there's multiple ones that really bothered me, but uh, one of them was an African-American woman uh, that had her child with her that was attacked. And, uh, and she, she said that she was called uh, the N word traitor spit on and, uh, and just really harassed with her and her kids. And uh, so, again, do black lives really matter? Or is it just some black lives that matter? Because this woman is a is a black American woman who was there to support our president. And uh, she was in, uh, attacked by Antifa, uh, both white and black. And, uh, again, harassed and called a race traitor. Uh, her children were scared. I mean, it was, it was a horrible thing to watch. And th these are just the ones that are videotaped. There are many others, but the ones that were videotaped, there was a young couple, uh, I would say probably really early, early twenties or late teens. Uh, they looked super young and trying to get through. And, uh, this was after the events were over and just getting back to their hotel, but they had a Trump shirt on and they were attacked. They were spit on. Uh, liquid was thrown at them. They were physically manhandled. And you could just see the terror in this young girl's uh, face. And her, their husband or boyfriend was doing everything he could to kind of pull her in and protect her and assure her. And they did make it through. But again, just the horrendous treatment and feeling that, uh, that, uh, that somehow this is justified. But you hear about it all the time. They, they want to... Um, basically terrorize Republicans into silence, uh, whether it's by making comments about keeping tabs of who is supporting Trump right now to make sure they get no um, further advancement in their careers, no university professorships, uh, not sitting on any boards, um, or just, you know, regular people and impact in their jobs. And it's also to terrorize us physically in order to prevent us from coming out in groups, large groups, and uh, and supporting the causes we believe in. So anyway, there's another, uh, there's a couple of young guys, and this guy was an attorney, and they were in a group as two guys and a, a woman. And their hotel was just a half a block away. And there's a police line that kind of formed that prevented them to go through. And they were trying to petition with the police. Hey, just let us cut through our hotels just at the end of the street here. And the police actually refused to let them to go through and directed them through this hostile crowd of Antifa members. And the police even witnessed, I mean, just within uh probably 15 feet of this uh, exchange with the police officers, they started being attacked and there was no police that came to their defense. And, you know, usually I'm very pro police and, you know, back the blue, but I'm going to call these police officers out that they put these people in horrible situations and they should have been there to protect them. But I think it goes back again to the leadership in these cities under the mayors and the direction they're given by the mayors, uh, of these cities and the police chiefs. But again, they, they directed these people to walk right through these hostile crowds in which they were attacked, hit and spit upon and pushed around and uh, were in fear of their safety. And again, Antifa waited until they could get small groups, you know, two or three at a time uh, that they could harass and antagonize. 
and you know, in, in cities that have gang uh, prevention, uh, they have certain dress codes you're not able to wear. Or they can uh, they profile. So anyway, I'm going to get back on that and talking about Antifa. When are we going to stop allowing people to show up in this ideology of attire? and uh, harass uh, our fellow Americans. So anyway, we're going to be back on the Trump Twitter to talk about this uh, mega rally in Saturday and some of the events that took place after. Back on the Trump Twitter in just a minute. Sebastian Gorka here. Maybe you've been hearing about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that helps a person's body deal with inflammation and pain. You've heard all the wonderful testimonials. Well, I have my own testimonial. For many years, my lower back pain was becoming a serious problem. The short story is, I finally gave it a try, and now I'm out of pain too. So if you're in pain, you can order the three-week quick start for just $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and we just launched a new PragerTopia membership called PragerTopia Unlimited. Members can listen to any and all audio programs that are in the Dennis Prager store. That's over 400 programs to choose from, show segments, talks, lectures, courses, even full access to all five books of my Torah teaching. For a limited time, an annual PragerTopia Unlimited membership is only $119. Join PragerTopia Unlimited today. Go to PragerTopia.com. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046-800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Welcome back to the Trump Tater. We're going to continue on talking about this incredible uh, million MAGA march in Washington, D.C. And some of the activities that took place as the the march kind of came to a close. And all these people that had came from all across America went about to enjoy their evening, eating out and uh, walking around the D.C. area just to be met with great hostilities and uh, violence. Uh, at every turn that they took, the restaurant people that were sitting outside eating had uh, fireworks thrown at them, were harassed and chanted on, were pushed around. Uh, so this took place. And uh, a man, as I was mentioning, these two att- this attorney and his friend and another female friend that uh, 
the police directed to walk right through this hostile environment. As they turned the corner, they were still being harassed. And this older gentleman, I mean, he looked like a tough guy, but he was, you know, obviously in his late 60s, uh, started to kind of pushing back on these people that were harassing these uh, these mid to late 20s uh, people that were trying to just make their way through. And uh, anyway, he was found isolated with just surrounded by this Antifa group that, and he, he fought back. I mean, he was kind of, he was mad. And I thought, man, just the adrenaline going in him alone, but eventually he was sucker punched and uh, ended up on the ground in which then they went about to proceed to stomp on his head and kick his, kick him in the head. Um, I'd like to know how he's doing today. I haven't seen any follow-up on this gentleman, but he was picked up and obviously um, not doing well when they, they tried to get him to safety. And again, where were the police on this? I just don't understand if, you know, I, I, I go back to the Charlottesville incident a couple of years ago and uh, I, because I had been following Antifa at this point in Charlottesville and I knew they were in existence. I, I, there's a ton of video that shows that Antifa instigated and started the chaos in Charlottesville and the police were actually told to stand back and not to be involved. And I think part of it is they wanted it to erupt in mass chaos and then they were going to portray as they did and, um, that uh, it was these Trump supporters or these radical rights. And I'm not saying there weren't some radical rights there because we have to hold our own accountable. And there were some people there that uh, I don't feel represent me, but um, anyway, but what I'm getting to is Antifa is the one that instigated um, even the, the beginning situations as far as actual violence in Charlottesville and the police were actually told to stand back uh, by the mayor and I believe the governor of uh, Virginia at the time. Uh, I want to read a quote by um, someone. It says, be careful not to dehumanize people you disagree with. In our self-righteousness, we can easily become the very things we dislike in others. And so these people who are trying to dehumanize Trump supporters and calling them fascist and calling them um, white, you know, <laughs> they're they're actually becoming the very thing that they're accusing those that they're tormenting of becoming. But we have to be careful that we also don't dehumanize those on the other side. I have friends that are that I've worked with because I've been working on racial um, issues for a long time with prison reform and judicial reform and outreach to, to black Americans in the Republican party. So and some different civil rights issues over my lifetime. So I have friends on the left in the black community and in uh, just on the left in period. So I look at their social media posts and I engage with them some, and uh, it's amazing to me how truly how far apart we are and how much we live in two different worlds when it comes to the knowledge that we, we take in the knowledge that we believe. Um, and so as I've had these debates with them, I finally have realized, you know, I, I just don't even know how we can reconcile this together because our belief systems are so different and supported completely different by the media. When the media refuse, absolutely refuse to cover anything on the Bidens, on the corruption, when Tara Reid was believed at one point, even by Kamala Harris, vice president or Joe Biden's running partner at this time, uh, I shouldn't say who could be vice president herself soon, uh, absolutely believe Kamala Harris, but said she was going to vote for, or not Kamala Harris, absolutely believe Tara Reid, but said she was going to vote for Biden anyway. So here this woman is running hand in hand with someone that she believes to be a sexual predator and uh, that sexually assaulted Tara Reid, but there's nothing about it on the news media. Um, again, the whole laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop, I mean, the responses I get back from them is, well, why would they have it, uh, his laptop when they're out in California? Why would they have someone in Delaware working on their laptop? And so they absolutely don't even believe it's feasible because the media won't cover it. Um, but a quote that came out this week that I found very enlightening, enlightening, is that right? <laughs> is by Elon Musk. And uh, the reason I think this is important is because a lot of the younger generations really idolize Elon Musk. And I think he's a, a good person. I think he's just an incredibly brilliant person. Um, 
definitely far left leaning when it comes on some issues that I don't embrace, but I think it's done with, uh, you know, his ambition to come up with cleaner resources and to explore the universe around us. But uh, anyway, he said over the weekend, he sent out a text or a, a social media post that said big media companies, no more. No one believes you anymore. You lost all your credibility a long time ago. Uh, so I'm not for sure what he's alluding to here, but he's definitely putting it out there that uh, the big media companies and news networks no longer have any credibility because they have um, they lost their credibility by not reporting on on the truth or or falsely building up things that uh, were not true. And so anyway, I hope that definitely resonates with the younger generation out there. And uh, they start opening their eyes and exploring a little bit, a, a little bit more of what's going on. Um, so back on um, this event on Saturday and all these uh, situations that took place after uh, this incredible march, um, even in San Francisco over the weekend, um, there was another attack by Black Lives Matter and Antifa groups on restaurant goers. And again, just none of it is reported on by the media. So I'm going, where is Joe Biden? Where is this new call to unity that Joe Biden is saying, you know, welcome to Mr. Biden's neighborhood. Let's all be friendly and and love one another. And uh, yet no, no comment from Joe Biden on this absolute terror that rained upon the people that were in D.C. this weekend for this um, for this mega rally for um, for Trump and uh, that were tormented and, and abused and uh, attacked. And again, there, there's just no call out. So I found it interesting. Uh, so I'm going to take this one step further is f- the French president Mac- Macron. Does say that right, Brian? Is it Mac- Macron? Okay. Macron. Okay. <laughs> oh, can you say it in French for me again? <laughs> But uh, anyway, he's like totally ticked off at America right now in our media. And um, so, I mean, this is kind of, you know, it it tells you just how far left it's going, because uh, uh, he says, when I see them legitimizing this violence and saying that the heart of the problem is that France is a racist, is Islamophobic, then I say the founding principles have been lost. So here, you know, France has been going through this a little bit longer. I remember um, what year did we go? I think it was like 2008. We took our family on a uh, a trip. My husband at the time was serving in Afghanistan and he met us in Barcelona, um, Spain, and we went on a, a cruise. So anyway, when we went on this cruise, the Mediterranean. And after we did this cruise in the Mediterranean, we flew to, to Paris and wanted to take our children around there. Uh, so anyway, when we get back on the Trump tater, I'll kind of finish this thought up about how the media continues uh, to not report properly on the, the threats and the, the, that we're experiencing and try to paint everything as a racist uh, narrative there. So back on the Trump tater in just a minute. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. With faith in America's election process on the line, transparency in the election process is more important than ever. The Trump campaign on Sunday in federal court urged a judge to preserve a bid to block Pennsylvania from certifying any winner, claiming there's evidence that voters in Democratic-leaning counties were improperly allowed to fix errors with their ballots. The same was not afforded to Republican voters. A hearing on Pennsylvania's motion to dismiss the lawsuit is set for Tuesday, with a separate evidence hearing scheduled for Thursday. The case will be decided by U.S. District Judge Matthew Brand in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. 
Hundreds of thousands of President Trump supporters converged on Washington, D.C. over the weekend, with an overwhelming number of supporters believing the election was filled with voter fraud. Stop the steal was the message they brought with them. President Trump called Georgia's recount a waste of time, as ballots did not include voter signatures or verifications. That information was blocked by election officials in Georgia, according to the president. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I've been taking vitamins off and on my whole adult life, and I've never seen any change. Not like this, not since I've been on balance of nature. I used to take prescription medication for uh, muscle aches and stuff. I don't take that anymore. I wish I would have started it back when I first heard about it on the radio. And if I can give balance of nature any advice, keep it out on the radio because I still hear these commercials from time to time, and I'm thinking, you know, you people need to listen up. I mean, I'm over 50, and, you know, your body starts wearing down. But balance of nature has literally changed my life. It really has. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. The Syracuse Post-Standard is reporting New York Governor Andrew Cuomo threatened to sue the Trump administration if its coronavirus vaccine distribution plan makes it more difficult for people of color to receive it. Cuomo charged that the federal plan is using health care providers to deliver the vaccine, which he said could leave behind communities of color. Trump on Friday said Cuomo's criticisms of his plan would mean vaccines won't be delivered to New York, claiming the governor said he didn't trust where the vaccine is coming from. SpaceX's newly designed Crew Dragon capsule, which the crew dubbed Resilience, lifted off atop a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket at 7.27 p.m. Eastern Time Sunday from NASA's Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral, Florida. SpaceX launched four astronauts on the flight to the International Space Station, NASA's first full-fledged mission to send a crew into orbit on board a privately owned spacecraft. Hurricane Iota is expected to reach Category 4 when it hits Nicaragua late Monday, early Tuesday. It will be the second major storm to hit in two weeks. This is USA Radio News. Hey, welcome back to the Trump Tater. I'm Jamie Renda. Again, missing my co-host, Ellen Johnson, who's still out with a torn ACL. Uh, a, a, ACL. i got to get my acronyms right. Um, so I- anyway, just want to, we're talking about some of the harassment that goes on and even talking about uh, over in France. So there's a few years ago, I don't know if anybody remembers this, but um, Michael Savage, Savage was uh, uh, basically had a visa blocked where he could no longer go into England, uh, Great Britain or the United Kingdom, any place in there because he started bringing up no-go zones. And um, everybody said, well, those don't exist. Those don't exist. But uh, we went over to Paris and I had been over in Paris years before when we lived in Germany and my mother and I actually went over there together and uh, had a lovely uh, few days there in Paris. But uh, anyway, so we took our family back. This is about 13 years ago and uh, we got a hotel, you know, got on, I forgot which uh, hotel site, but booked a hotel that was just pretty close to the downtown uh, Paris area. And uh, this was in, uh, I'm trying to think of the politically correct ways of saying it, but um, the area that we were in definitely was a predominantly all African migrant area and which I don't have a problem with, but it was definitely, it was divided Um the areas of France became very divided at that point. There were not integrated living situations, uh, or at least it did not appear. It seemed like there was this magical line that you drew in which um, were um, not no-go zones per se, but you could definitely tell this was the magical line that the communities were divided upon. So now we see both in England and uh, France and Switzerland and other communities that have brought in large Muslim populations, they all have definitive no-go zones where the police are no longer allowed to go for their own safety and uh, where the communities self-govern, um, which means that, you know, the weakest in the communities are not protected oftentimes 
or if you find yourself crossing that magical line that, you know, your life could be endangered. So anyway, I, it's tough to think on those lines because in America, for the most part, I think we're very integrated. There are some places that we're not. And, uh, but for the most places we're very integrated, but, uh, in Germany, um, and, uh, Great Britain, England, and in France and other places, they they did not. Um, it was not the melting pot. In America, you know, we're we're seeing that in some segments of America now that it's not becoming the melting pot where everybody's just integrated together. And there's blame to be put on all sides on that issue. But uh, anyway, it's not healthy. It's not healthy for communities that are segregated like that for either side. And uh, so anyway, I, I was just, you know, it surprised me to see the president of France in his frustration there, because France has been one of the most liberal countries in the world when it comes to welcoming people of all faiths um, and of all uh, nationalities into their country. And, uh, but now it is starting to cause some real turmoil within France. And so anyway, it was just interesting to me to see uh, the president of France frustration with the media trying to label everything as, you know, that it's the people of France's problem and not, you know, looking at and putting a balanced perspective on what's going on there. So anyway, some good news that came out, uh, uh, Moderna, Moderna, I think that's how you say it, has a vaccine that just was released over the weekend that's got a 95% effective rate in its trial. So now we have two vaccines that are very promising uh, for coronavirus, but yet we have our doomsday doctor, Fauci, Fauci. I can never say that guy's name right because I have I want to say it one way and then I think no that's not it. But uh, anyway, last week he was all giddy about this vaccine, thinking oh life is going to be great. But somebody from the Biden campaign must have got to him and to tell him not to be so giddy and happy and uh, positive about the possibilities of this these vaccines because they want to do a lockdown. They want to shut our country down. They want to be able to control us for a period of time. So again. Dr. Doomsday comes out with social distancing and mask is still necessary for the long-term future. So again, I'm not as someone who just went through losing a parent to coronavirus who had been locked up in their assisted living for eight months, but still managed to get coronavirus. And now as someone who's tested positive of coronavirus, I get it. This is a disease. We don't totally understand a, a, a virus that, uh, we don't have a full grip on and a virus that definitely can be detrimental, but uh, we just have to be careful that we are not trading our freedoms for safety because uh, when you do that, then you're going to end up with neither, neither freedom nor safety. So there's a fine balance there. And there's, you know, I think we have to be wise as individuals of who in our family that is vulnerable and make sure we're doing all that we can do to protect our family. But I look at the restaurants and the businesses directly around mine that have been impacted by coronavirus that will no longer open their doors. And, you know, if, if we end up having Trump as our president again, which I, I hope we do, even though there will be some initial chaos for that, um, I have great hope that we can rebound and, and maybe give these owners a chance to come back in and reclaim their businesses in a vibrant economy. Um, but it's tough. And uh, it, it, but if Biden is elected, I, I know entrepreneurs like myself, so much of business is a mental uh, a mental attitude, uh, how much positivity and hope that you have looking forward to the future. And if you don't have that, it's really hard to maintain a small business because you're dependent upon having that hope that our economy is going to grow. It's going to continue to prosper uh, and putting yourself out there as a small business owner and putting the, the financial risk out there, your time, your, your hard work, everything out there. If you don't have the hope that our economy is going to be strong 
And so I, I think, you know, if Biden is elected and they do another shutdown, you are going to see businesses close, closing at such a high rate. Uh, it's going to be almost impossible to come back from specifically in the as hard as restaurants have it. And I have to tell you, we do have it hard. But the area, the companies that have it even harder are the entertainment industries, movie theaters, uh, bowling alleys, um, Axe throwing companies. I mean, all these different uh, entertainment uh, businesses that depend on both volume and to maximize their space that's um, that they have there. And this is going to impact these entertainment companies for so many years to come. Uh, specifically the movie industry. And so we have to have someone, you know, I have one of these naysayers that I was mentioning earlier that I follow that on the left and uh, just talking about Trump's uh, what he, they referred to as lies on Trump's part. And I refer to them as optimistic hope when, you know, Trump mentioned last year, well, I hope we're back. We're open by Easter because Easter offers us hope. And uh, so I think Trump threw that out there that he hoped to have the economy opened up by Easter or that we're going to have this under control. And I think even though maybe those things didn't turn out to be true in a, in a large portion of them, um, you know, had we been working together as a country more and not been so divided because uh, the Democrats, the very time that they should have been all working together uh, as this intelligence information came in, that this virus was um, discovered was the very time that they were impeaching our president, distracting his focus from uh, our country, but also distracting their own focus. You know, can you imagine where we would be right now if our House and Senate was working together with President Trump in a harmonious way back in January? Uh, the difference it would have made for our country, uh, the lives that would have been saved, the economy that would not have been run. If together as a government entity, they were working for the best interest of America instead of trying to falsely accuse our president of, uh, of something that they knew that he was not guilty of. But instead, they understand most of them knew that Joe Biden did use his political influence to enrich his family and his son, Hunter Biden, did not want that to be discovered and perhaps others that were involved in it. Um, but instead, they were for three months uh, trying to impeach our president. And uh, so anyway, it just kind of breaks my heart when I think of where we could have been had we been working together uh, as a nation, the House and the Senate and our president together back in January when this came out. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes on the Trump Tater kind of wrap up today's segment. We've got a few more things to talk about. So we'll be back in just a minute. Act Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. You see it on TV every day. Global turmoil. But these international events help keep interest rates low and may even drive them lower. In response, we at Cash Call Mortgage have lowered our interest rates for the new year. And that's great news for homeowners. If you have a current rate above 2.99%, Call us to see how much you can save. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing costs. And we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. With our low interest rates and no closing costs if you qualify, there's never been a better time to lock in a low rate before it's gone. For a free quote, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call 800-299-1364. That's 800-299-1364. 800-299-1364. The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a healthcare program. Sign up for Liberty HealthShare today. As a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, they are not insurance. 
so you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. And you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Welcome back to the Trump Tater. I just want to follow up this last uh, segment with the, just a few tidbits that I found interesting. Uh, usually in Hollywood, <clears throat> we find all these rabid anti-Trumpers, anti-conservative people who feel totally free to spew whatever kind of hate they want against the political opposition that they consider us to be, and even encourage violence against conservatives. Um, And yet, so you have very few that are outspoken in Hollywood, but the ones that are outspoken are becoming more outspoken. So you have Star Wars actress uh, Gina Carano, uh, the MMA uh, fighter, uh, who came out with a, a... a tweet uh, that says, breaking news, Democratic government leaders now recommends we all wear blindfolds along with our masks so we can't see what's really going on. And you would have thought that uh, she committed some act of treason because there's so many people calling for Disney to break ties with with Gina over this because she, how dare she, uh, criticized the Democratic Party and, uh, and how dare she... Um, suggests that uh you know that that, that they're in, that they're trying to uh blindfold us so we can't see their corruption so in, anyway you see all this cancel culture going on towards her at this time so one thing that i really love that where we are in our society right now is we no longer need hollywood we do not need hollywood and uh movies can be made anywhere and uh, there's so much great talent throughout our nation Uh, I know here in the great state of Utah, we've had multiple movies made and we have great talent here. There's great talent in Georgia. There's great talent in lots of different places that Hollywood is no longer um, and needs to be no longer a focal point of our entertainment industry. So I hope one thing that comes out of coronavirus is that this industry is dismantled and that we have new creative talent developing all over America and that we have choices from entities that aren't going to be punitive to people for their politics and that we can support. I mean, I've got to the point in my life that there's so few movies I can go to anymore because I've decided I'm not going to support with my money. Uh, people that actively spew hate against me and my and my belief system, and so anyway, I, I think I mentioned a while back that I watched on the airplane on the way back uh, from D.C. I think a month or so ago, uh, the movie Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, which I really liked, and I really like Tom Hanks as an actor; he's just incredible. But uh, but I no longer will support him with my money because of his hate that he has towards me and my ideology. Uh, I would love to support him for his talents and for his ability to act because he's just incredible. But there's so many actors and actresses and musicians that fall into this category that I will no longer support financially 
because they're actively trying to take away my First Amendment rights and my freedom and my freedoms to believe um, the way I do by intimidating my fellow patriots. And uh, so, any anyway, I'd look forward to and this in this post-corona uh, era of having lots more options of entertainment. And uh, so anyway, uh, support uh, uh, Gina Corona, get on her Twitter or her Facebook or uh, and put a shout out to her and thank her, thank her for standing up for the things that she believes in and let Disney know that we're, that we're behind her and uh, that 70 million Americans, 71, 72 million Americans voted for Donald Trump and that we support Gina in her ability to exercise her First Amendment right. And uh, if they cancel Gina, we'll cancel Disney. And uh, we won't be watching Disney movies. We'll cancel our cable s- subscriptions, and and uh, that we'll put our money where our mouth is and our belief systems are. So I think that Republicans have a lot of power that we don't always exercise, and I think we're starting to see it be exercised right now in attending um, NFL games or attending NBA games, attending other things that uh, are directly, oftentimes. Again, I, I want to clarify this because I am all for First Amendment right of any of these players to support whatever cause that they want to support outside of the arena of the of the sport itself. I am a big believer in that. But as a small business owner, I certainly don't believe that my employees have the right to come into my business and to support issues that go against my belief system as a business owner or the support issues that could directly impact uh, my customers or my ability to bring customers in. So, again, anybody um, in these athletic programs that want to go out and support whatever social justice program they want to support or, um, you know, all the kudos to them. uh, But we have a right not to support these industries when they are hostile to our belief systems uh, out on the court and, and in public spaces as a collective. So, you know, I think we're starting to see it there in the NBA and the NFL but we need to see it more in Hollywood and uh, in the movies that we're choosing to support or not support. We need to see it more in the organizations, example, Target, um, that refuse to give uh, equal um, opportunity for to voicing cons- legitimate concerns and viewpoints when it comes to transgenderism. And not, you know, I definitely don't believe that, you know, if they were, if somebody wrote a book that was totally hostile against transgenderism, I could understand Target pulling that book if it's a very hostile book and this insane derogatory unkind things. But uh, the book that I mentioned earlier, or I guess late, late last week, was a book that just talked about possibly the detriments to making these changes uh in children's lives, um, hormonal changes and body changes at such a young age, and given a, a viable, you know, viewpoint on the discussions we need to have as a as a country, as parents, um, and yet they shut these voices down. And so, in, anyway, there, there's a balance there. Uh, the quote I read earlier about we have to be careful not to dehumanize those who have opposing viewpoints. We do have to be careful not to do that. We don't want to become uh, the people that right now are out in the streets uh, terrorizing our fellow patriots. Uh, we want to be able to exercise our our freedoms of, of purchase power, I think is would be far more effective long-term and not put us at the same level of hate um, is that we see with Antifa out on the streets. So we have to be smart about who we're supporting and what institutions we're building up. Example, I have not bought another Nike product in two years now, and I won't buy one for my kids. I won't buy anything that's Nike related for multiple reasons on on top of the fact that they've elevated Colin Kaepernick as some type of national hero. And again, if, if Colin was strictly about, you know, police reform, I could maybe see that, but you know you have to look more into his ideology, and he is a Marxist. Um, 
And so I, I won't support Nike because they know that. And then Nike, on the other reason I don't support Nike is the slave labor that they use, the hypocrisy that's out there um, in making their products themselves. So uh, we just have to be careful on where we're putting our financial resources. Uh, so be a little bit more mindful of what you're going to support and make sure you're supporting uh, companies, especially local small owned businesses um, that are trying to take a stand for what is right for free speech and, uh, and making sure that all customers are treated equally. You know, even though I'm a very conservative person and, and I do have some politics within my business, there's not one person that me or my staff would ever be unkind to that would walk through the doors of our, of our eating establishment. Uh, it should be a very safe place for any of our police officers to know that they're always going to be, be treated with love and respect in our establishment. But regardless of any political persuasion, uh, my staff knows that I want all people to be treated kindly and at the best customer service as possible. Yeah, but at the same time, I still believe I should be able to exercise my freedom of speech and use my business as a platform. Form and people can not support me based on that, and I totally appreciate and understand the right not to support me if my if my views that I'm expressing publicly don't align with theirs. But um, but we will always treat people uh, with kindness and respect at our business. But please support small business owners uh, at this time, as they are struggling, and uh, especially restaurants and entertainment industries. Uh, try to reach out and give them a, a, a hand of support. Um, so anyway, where, where this program is now coming to a close quite quickly, uh, we're going to try to focus in this week on the positive things in our country and how we can move forward together to continue to make America the greatest country, the greatest experiment that's ever taken place in the history of the world. So we'll be back tomorrow on The Trump Dater. 